Leo ni siku mzuri kwa ajili roho Mungu uko hapa. I can feel his presence. Naweza sikia uwapo wake. As we have been singing that song is all about the love of God. Na wakati tulikuwa naimba ile wimbo yote ilikuwa ni kuhusu upendo wa Mungu. And I just feel the joy of God touching my heart. I feel like grace over here as she was giving her testimony and the tears coming down. I feel the same way. Na inakuwa sasa wakati Grace alikuwa na leta ushuhuda wake na machozi ilikuwa nashuka na wakati mwimbo ulikuwa naimba nilikuwa nasikia vile vile thank you lord asante mungu god is with us today and he has a word for you i really want you to listen and pay attention mungu iko na sisi leo na anakuwa na mjumbe juu yako na napenda usikilize it's a continuation from the joseph story inakuwa ni kuendelea na hadithi ya yusufu we're looking at genesis chapter 46 Tuko mkitabu ya mwanzo makumi ine na sita. In this story we're seeing Joseph who has made himself known to his brothers Tunaona Yusufu anajifunua kwa ndugu yake and his brothers have been very much afraid of Joseph because they're afraid of what he can do to him Waladugu yake walikuwa na boka sana ya Yusufu kwa ajili walikuwa hawakujua ni nini ile alipenda kuwafanizia kisha bo kumuzisha. But Joseph tells them to come close and he weeps over them his tears he's crying over each of his brothers. Na Yusufu aliwaambia wamsogelee na aliwapokelea na kulia. In fact, every time we see Joseph from here to the end of the book, we see Joseph in tears. Unaona kusema wakati wote tunasema kuhusu Yusufu mwanzo mpaka mwisho huku tunaona kila wakati anakuwa analia. Tears are not bad my friends. Machozi haiko mbaya wa ndugu yangu. Tears are a release of tension and fear. Machozi inakuwa ni kutosha nje ile yenye tunasikia ndani boga wala eh, moto fulani wala uzito fulani. And tears also are like a touch from God for a release of something he wants to do. Na tena machozi inakuwa sasa umeguswa na Mungu na ni pale unaionyesha kupitia machozi. So don't be afraid of the tears. Sasa usikwe na ogopa machozi. Let God touch your heart. Acha Mungu aguse roho yako. This is what happens with Joseph. Ni ile inafanyika hapa na Yusufu. But in chapter 46 Israel or Jacob comes down with all of his family. Ukisoma hii mstari wa 16 ni baba yabo Yakobo wala Israeli anakuya sasa uko kumisri. And on the way down to Egypt they stop at a place called Beersheba. Na walifika pafazi moyo wa mjia yao ya kwenda kule Misri inaitwa Beersheba ni kule walisimama. Beersheba is a place that Abraham his grandfather had bought a place to bury the family. Na nifazi kwenyewe Abrahamu baba yabo aliuzaka ili wakwenda zika watu wa mjamaa yao. And this was the only property that Abraham actually owned in all of the promised land. Na ile ilikuwa tu ni wafazi moja kidogo yenye ilikuwa ya Ibrahimu mugini mzima. But here's what Jacob does he makes a sacrifice at that place. Sasa muone ni nini Yakobo anafanya? Anafanya sadaka pa ile fazi. He made a sacrifice and in the night after the sacrifice God comes to him. Na kisha kuweka ile sadaka kutoa sadaka usiku Mungu akamtokelea. God said to him, Jacob, Jacob. 
Na Mungu akamwambia Yakobo Yakobo and it's like God was waiting for an answer and Jacob says here I am. Ilikuwa sasa Mungu alikuwa anachunga jibu na alisema mimi huyu. He says I am the God I am God the God of your father. Na Mungu akamwambia mimi ni Mungu Mungu wa mababu zako. And then God gave this word do not be afraid to go down to Egypt. Na Mungu akamwambia usiogope kwenda kule Misri. For I will make you a great nation there. Kwa chini mimi nitafanya uwe taifa kubwa kule. Now listen to this people. The Lord was telling Jacob he's going to build a nation in the foreign land. Msikie wa ndugu, Mungu anakuwa anamwambia Yakobo kusema atakwenda kujenga mugini wala muji watakuwa taifa kubwa mugini ya watu. Hadn't God brought Abraham and Isaac into this promised land to establish them there? Jana ni Mungu akubabeba tu abatie kule fase nyali wala mugini ya hadi ili wafanye mugini yabo kule wala taifa yabo. He had but now it looks like God is taking him out of the promised land to put him into another land. Mungu mwenye alibatia pa ile fase kusema hii inakuwa ni budongo yenu ni yanabatosha tena na nabapeleka fase nyingine tena kusema ni kule mtaishi. But the promise of God is I'm going to make you a great nation down there. Lakini ahadi ya Mungu haiko kusema bali bakaishi kule Misri na nikusema anawapeleka kule tu bakuye eh, taifa kubwa. Can anybody tell me how many people were in Jacob's family at that time? Mtu mwanaweza kuniambia watu ngapi walikuwa ndani eh, mfamilia wala mjamaa ya Yakobo kwa wale wakati? Dorga how many people? 70. That's right. Walikuya septant. They do a Bible study every week and they've been going through this story and so they know it's 70 people. Wanakuwa wanajifunza Biblia kila wakati ni kwa maana wanajua walikuya watu makumi saba. When the Exodus happened when the people came out when the Israelites came out of Egypt to go back to the promised land there were about 3 million. Wakati waisraeli wanatoka sasa kumisri kurudia kule kuter promise walikuwa karibu ya mamilioni tatu. From 70 people to 3 million God built a great nation. Kutoka kumakumi saba paka kwenda kumamilioni tatu. Now why do you think God would do that? Sasa ni kwa nini mnazanya Mungu alikuwa anafanya vile? Why why couldn't God just build a great nation and let them stay right there? Ni kwa nini tu Mungu akufanya wakuwe taifa kubwa na kubacha baikale pale? God says I will go down to Egypt with you. Sema Mungu anamwambia tenda na nini kule Misri na nitakuwa na mimi. And I will bring you back again. Na mimi nitamirudisha tena. And then he gives this promise. Joseph's own hand, your son Joseph will close your eyes when you die. Anasimwambia tena kusema Yusufu mwana wako wala mtoto yako ni yeye atafinika macho yako wakati utakufa. God does these things to bring glory to himself. Mungu anafanya bibitu ili alete utukufu kwake yeye peke. People many of you have come from another country, another continent. Wapendwa wengi katikati yenu mnatoka mafazi mbalimbali and I think God wants you to know he has something great He wants to do through you in this foreign land. Na napenda ujue kusema Mungu anakuwa na mambo mwa mkubwa yenye anapenda kufanya na wewe umu mumuchi ya ugeni. God has something great he wants to build in you and build in your family here. Mungu anakuwa na kitu kikubwa kinyanapenda afanye mu maisha yako na ndani ya jamaa yako hapa. 
And who knows, but maybe one day he'll take you back again or some other place. Who knows? Nanya anajua kama siku nyingine Mungu atakurudisha kwenye ulitoka. Nanya anajua. But this one thing you can know and that is he's going to be with you. Na kitu kinaweza bamba na kujua ni kusema yeye Mungu eko na wewe. God is with you. Amen. Amen. God will never leave you. Amen. Mungu atakwacha. Thank you Lord. Amen. So Jacob goes down with his 70 and they arrive there in Egypt. Na Yakobo alienda nao watu 17 na walifika kule Misri. Then it says as soon as Joseph appeared before him he threw his arms around his father and wept for a long time. Na wakati tu alifika mbele ya mtoto wake Yusufu, Biblia inasema Yusufu alimkimbilia na kumpokelea nguvu na kwanza tena kulia kisha masiku mingi. We're coming to the end of the story of Joseph today. Leo tunafika tunaenda kumwisho ya hadithi ya Yusufu. And the title I've put up here is Ending Well. Na tulikishine yenye tulipata nikusema kumaliza vizuri wala kumaliza vema. Now how many of you want to live your life well all the way through to the end? Wanani katikati yetu wanapenda kuishi maisha yabo mzuri mpaka mwisho. Amen. Don't you want to live well to the end? Mnapenda kuishi maisha yenu mpaka mwisho vizuri. Haiko vipi? Everybody raise your hand. I want to see everybody. Hata mikono ya wenye wanapenda kuishi mzuri mpaka mwisho. Yeah. Yeah, Jen's even grabbing those kids hands and raising them up. That's yeah. good. Yeah, mama ananyonya na mikono ya watoto boti. That's good. We're all in this together. We want to finish well. Wote hapa tunapenda tumalize maisha yetu mzuri. Some of us have fewer years than others in this room. Wengine weko na miaka kidoko kuzidia wengine ndani ya hifadhi but however however it is whenever it is we want you god wants you to finish well so start planning now wengine wale wanakuwa na maisha tu kidoko kwa dunia tena tunapenda tu mumalize ili maisha kidoko vema ndani ya Mungu So here we have the whole family now together down in Egypt. Sasa hapa ndani ya hadithi tunaona jamaa mzima inakuwa kule Misri. Joseph keeps working in the administration of Egypt and all the food. Na Yusufu angalia naendelea anatumika paka njia ya Misri kumambo yenyewe naangalia chakula. Through chapter 47 we see how clever, how wise Joseph is in the administration of his office. Tutaangalia ile sura ya saba tunaangalia namna gani Yusufu anakuwa na ekima sana kuhusu kuchunga ile chakula. The famine was all the way through Egypt and up into Canaan. Njaa ilikuwa mule mumisri mzima na kule na, na mafazi ngine yote. And each year the people are coming down and paying Joseph money for food. Lakini munaona watu wanatoka mafazi mbalimbali na wanaleta franga kwa kupata chakula kwa Yusufu. But then pretty soon all their money runs out. Na kunafika wakati yenyewe kule franga yao yote naisha. They have no money left but they're still going to starve if they don't get something. Hawana na franga lakini njaa tena ingali na mapiga kwa ajili na kitu. So they come to Joseph said they say all, all our money's gone. Na wanakuwa kwa Yusufu wanasema franga yetu yote naisha. So Joseph says to them That's okay. Bring your livestock, bring your sheep and your cattle. Na wakati franga naisha Yusufu anawaambia kama franga naisha mulete mapunda na makondoo yenu sasa. So the people begin to bring their sheep and their cattle and they give it to Joseph and they take food. Na watu wanakuwa wanaleta sasa mbuzi, makondoo na mapunda ili wapate chakula. And still the famine goes on. Na hata vile njaa inaendelea tu. After the people have uh, given all their livestock to Joseph they come to him again say what can we do 
pale vitu vyote vyenye balikuwa nabo vinamalizika wanarudia tena kwa Yusufu anamwambia hapa sasa yote naisha tutafanya nini We've given you all of our money Tulishakupatia franga yetu yote We've given you all of our sheep and cattle Tunakupatia mambuzi na mangombe yetu We would like to offer ourselves as Pharaoh's slaves Tunapeta sasa kumbi tujitoe si peke kama watumwa wa Farao And you see through Joseph's very clever and God inspired uh, administration all the people of Egypt sell themselves into slavery to Pharaoh as a result of this famine. Mbona sasa hapa njaa inapiga sana mgini hivi vitu vyote vilikuwa ni vya Farao watu wanampatia franga wanampatia makondoro na yote yenye balikuwa na wanafika mwisho wanasema tunajipeleka si peke watu kama watumwa na yote hii ni juu ya So this famine actually made Pharaoh very rich. And very powerful. Hard times can do that. Joseph also said that when the crops start coming back, you're going to give 20%, one fifth of your crops you give to Pharaoh you keep the four fifths to yourself. Anasema wakati mtakuwa natumika tunaweza kuwa na milipa lakini mtakuwa na kabula mkatikati mnampatia Pharaoh yenye mtapata na ile nyingine ile mtabeba. What does that sound like? Na inaonekana kama nini? We encounter it all the time. What is it? Taxes. Nikusema tax. Gizi tunakuwa na ilipa kila wakati huko. You ever get your paycheck and you go man what happened to all the money that Unabeba, I made? Cheki yako naangalia ah franga nyingine yote inaenda wapi taxes washakata tax that's what's happening here ni ile ilikuwa nafanyika kwa ile wakati nayo one fifth of the money goes to Joseph unaona kusema franga kipande mnane inaenda kule kwa kwa nani kwa mfalme well joseph uh, continues to lead the country and because of his leadership pharaoh becomes exceedingly wealthy and powerful na yusuf aliendelea vile kumtumikia farao na farao alikuwa mtajiri tena sana So we see how mighty Joseph has become. Na hapa tunaweza ona namna gani Yusufu anakuwa mwenye nguvu naye. But you know what his real heart interest is in spite of all that? Unachana ni nini inaonekana tena ya mzuri juu ya yote hii tunaona hapa? He's really mostly interested in his family. Unaona kusema hata vile inakuwa mtu wa nguvu lakini anaangalia anaangalia fami jamaa yake mzuri sana. He brings his two sons to Jacob and he, he wants Jacob to bless them. Analeta watoto wake wawili kwa baba yake na anapenda baba yake awabariki. And they come and he puts one on Joseph's right hand and one on Joseph's left hand. Anatia watoto mmoja kumgono yake ya shoto na mwingine mkono wake ya ume. And he arranged it so that he put the elder one on Joseph's right hand. Na alijikaza kusema atie mkubwa awe kumkono wake ya mwanaume because he wanted Jacob to bless his oldest son Manasseh. Alipenda baba yake abariki mtoto wake wa kwanza ule anaitwa Manasseh to bless him as the oldest son and then Ephraim as the younger son. Abarikiwe kama mkubwa na Ephraim ule anakuwa ni mdogo abarikiwe kama mdogo. But you know what you see all the way through the book of Genesis. Lakini hii mambo yenye unaona mkitabu mzima ya mwanzo yanashangaisha sana. God is always blessing that younger son. Sema Mungu anakuwa anabariki ule mdogo. 
The way of man, the way of the culture was you always bless the firstborn. He's the one that you get the all the blessing and the birthright. Kwa mipango ya dini wala namna yenyewe majamaa inakuwa natumika ni kusema mkubwa abarikiwe na mdogo apate baraka kidogo kuzidia mkubwa. But you see from Cain and Abel all the way down it seems like God is always picking the younger one. Utaona kusema kwanza kwa hadithi ya Kaina na Abeli Mungu anaendelea kuchagua paka wadogo. Now both Pastor Fis and I were the firstborn. Yeah. Yeah, but it seems like the younger ones always get the special blessing, right? So we must make a deal. <laughs> we have to make a deal. Right? <laughs> yeah, God God does what he does because he wants to show his way is different than our way. Mnajua Mungu anafanya mambo ili aoneshe kama mapenzi yake wala mipango yake inachana na mipango yetu watu. You know, we just need to relax about that. Mnajua tunapasha tulia kama tunasikia mambo kama haya. We have in our mind a certain way that things are supposed to go. I know I have in my mind a certain way that the church service is supposed to go, the things that happen in the service. I kind of have an idea of what that's supposed to be. But the Holy Spirit, he has his own idea. And we have to just bow to his idea and let his light shine through. Amen. You guys have uh, seen here today I have uh, my daughter and son-in-law Josh and Shannon are here with their baby Holden. I've noticed that little guy Holden, he's gotten a lot bigger since the last time he was here. Na mimi nakusema yule mtoto anakomala mbio zaidi ya vile alikuwa mwake lipita. He also has some very definite ideas of what he wants to do. Na anakuwa na tena na namna yake ya kufanya mambo, anakuwa na bia yeye anapenda kufanya. And you know when he gets to that age, he doesn't just want to sit nicely in church and just kind of hang. Mnajua kifika kile kipimo, hautahitika tena kuikala mkanisa sababu mtoto kidogo. In his mind when it's time to play, it's time to play. Mwakili ya yule mtoto, kama ni wakati wa kucheza, ni wakati wa kucheza. Nobody can stop him. Hakuna mtu mwenye atakusimamiza mkucheza. He wants to do what he wants to do. Anapenda kufanya vile anapenda. I think the Holy Spirit wants to do what he wants to do in our lives. Ni vile Roho Mtakatifu naona afanyaka vile anapenda kufanya maisha yetu. And we do a lot better if we just submit to him and let him lead us. Na sisi tunaweza endelea vizuri tukijachilia kuongozewa na Roho Mtakatifu. Well, Jacob blesses the two sons of Joseph. Yakobo anabariki watoto wawili wa Yusufu. And it's like a double blessing because those two sons become like Jacob's own sons. Inakuwa sasa mabaraka mbili kwa ajili hao watoto wenye walikuwa watoto wa Yusufu kwa kubabariki wanakuwa watoto ya Yakobo. And they eventually become two major tribes in Israel. Na hao watoto wawili wanakuwa mataifa mbili, kizazi mbili ndani kizazi mbili mkubwa ndani ya Israeli. Now something very interesting happens in the course of the events here. Sasa mambo mwaya kushangaishwa na yenye mzuri nafanika ndani ya hadithi hii. But I want to kind of give you a theme if you'd go to the next slide please. A theme of what I see in Joseph's life. Tunapenda tumeoneshe ni nini tunaona ndani ya maisha ya Yusufu. This comes from uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 5. Na hii tunapata mkitabu wa Korinto wa kwanza mstari wa 5 wala wa Korinto wa kwanza sura ya 5. And my wife actually referred to this verse 
And she didn't even know that I was going to use this verse in the sermon. She mentioned it earlier when she's talking about it. Bibi yake alibebe ile mfano ya Biblia na alisema akujua kama na yeye pastor atetumia. So it says in these verses and I have it in uh, both languages for the love of Christ controls us since we have concluded this that Christ died for all therefore all have died. Hivi mnaweza soma kule kusema kwa kuwa upendo wa Kristo unatusukuma tunaamini ya kuwa mmoja alikufa kwa ajili ya wote kwa hiyo wote walikufa. My uh, Swahili is getting better all the time. I wrote that. Oh yeah. Good. <laughs> Pasco's been teaching me. Pasco alikuwa anamfundisha wakati mwingine. Pasco taught me a, a word this last week. Pasco alimwambia neno fulani tena ya Kiswahili jume lipita. Munusifu Mungu. Munusifu Mungu. Watu wote. <laughs> right? Praise God. Everybody, Everybody praise the Lord, right? Yeah. And I like that last part. Watu wote. Every everybody tumusifu Mungu. Watu wote tumusifu Amen. Mungu. Everybody praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Well, the love of Christ is what drives us to do the things of Christ. Upendo wa Kristo ni ile inatusukuma tufanye matendo ya Kristo. The second verse up there says, and he died for all so that those who live should no longer live for themselves. Anasema yeye alikufa kwa ajili yetu ili wote wenye wanaishi wasiishi juu ya wao pekee. But for him who died for them and was raised. Ani yeye ule mwenye alikufa na alifufuliwa. So friends, we don't live for ourselves anymore. Wapendo atuishi kwa ajili yetu pekee. We live for Christ. Tunaishi juu ya Kristo. We do not live for ourselves. Atuishi tu juu ya sisi peke. You know this is how Joseph lived his life way before the cross. Ni vile Yosefu alikuwa anaishi maisha yake mbele hata msalaba ifike. Somehow in, jo- in Joseph's life he had a connection with God to where he knew how to live. Na wakati mwa maisha ya Yosefu alikuwa na ile uhusiano na Mungu na alikwenda kujua namna gani kuishi. He had suffered and suffered and suffered and yet through it all he still forgave. Yeye alitesa, anatesa na anateswa tena lakini hata vile alikuwa anaendelea kusamea. And then he goes on in this uh, this first Corinthians. So then from now on we acknowledge no one from an outward human point of view. Mnaweza soma pale na mtaelewa? Yeah, I'm asking people to read it's much easier. Yeah. Yeah. We don't look from a human, we don't act from a human point of view we have to act from a godly point of view. Nikusema matendo yetu atupashe na ifanya kama sisi peke lakini tunapasha ifanya kama vile Kristo anatuumba tufanye. Now I want to take a little time. Tupenda tupewe wakati kidogo. And look at the life of Jacob. Na kuangalia maisha ya Yakobo. Because Jacob the father of Joseph lived his life this way from a human point of view. Yakobo kama baba yake ya Yusufu aliishi maisha yake hivi. Now Joseph when he came when he he came to his father Jacob and he brought Jacob to Pharaoh. Na wakati alifika kule kwa alimbeba baba yake akampeleka baba yake kule kwa Farao. And he said something to Pharaoh. Na anamwambia Farao hivi. When Pharaoh was just talking to him in chapter 47 verse 9 he says my years have been few and difficult and they do not equal the years of the pilgrimage of my fathers. Anasema 
maisha yangu ilikuwa kidogo na ilikuwa ya magumu sana lakini haiwezi nalinganishwa na magumu ya baba yangu so what he was saying here is that his own life has been very difficult alipenda tu kusema kusema maisha yake ilikuwa na magumu sana if we look at the life of Jacob we see trouble all the way through. Tukiangalia maisha ya Yakobo tunaona ni magumu kila wakati. Jacob told Pharaoh his life has been difficult. Yakobo alimwambia Farao kusema maisha yake ilikuwa ya magumu sana. But if you look at the this next slide Jacob few and painful are his years. Lakini unaangalia kusema maisha ya Yusufu inakuwa kidogo lakini ya magumu sana. Now when Jacob was born, he was born with his hand holding on to his brother's heel. Wakati Yakobo alizaliwa, alizaliwa ni mwenye kubamba kumguu ya ndugu yake. You know we see in Jacob's life, he got everything he tried to get. Unajua kusema maisha ya Yakobo alikuwa anapata yoyote yenye alikuwa anatamani kupata. But with everything he got, he also had trouble with it. Kusema lakini hata kama alikuwa anapata vyovyote vyenye alikuwa anapenda lakini vyenye alikuwa anapata vilikuwa namweka muhatari wala mfujo. I want to tell you the things that Jacob got in his life. Hapana nimeambia vitu vyenye Yakobo alipata maisha yake. He got the birthright from his brother Esau. Alipata eh, ukubwa kwa ndugu yake Esau. He stole the blessing from his brother Esau. Aliiba baraka ya mkubwa yake. He ended up getting married to his favorite girl Rachel. Na alifika mwisho anaoa bibi mwenye alipenda anaitwa Rasheli. He had many children. Alipata watoto wengi. He had much wealth. Na alikuwa tena na mali mingi. But even though he got everything he wanted, hata kama alipata vyote vyenye alitamani, he didn't get it in the way he wanted it. Akuipata namna yenye alipasha ipata. He grabbed for it. Alikuwa anaibeba kwa nguvu. He struggled for it. Alikuwa anaiiba. And he couldn't always hold on to it. Na akukua kila wakati na ichunga. The consequences of Jacob's life is far more pain than contentment. Unajua matokeo ya maisha ya Yakobo ni kusema mateso sana kupafazi ya yeye kufurahikiana bienyeko nabi. He stole the blessing from his brother Esau but only at the price of ongoing guilt and fear and exile. Aliiba ukubwa kwa ndugu yake lakini maisha yake mzima ilikuwa tu ni aboga na kujukumu. He got his favorite wife Rachel but only by being forced to take Leah as well. Alipata bibi mwenye alipenda Rasheli lakini mbele apate Rasheli bali mfusukuma kubeba Leah kwa nguvu. When he got both sisters he also got a lot of trouble. Unajua wakati yeye alipata saba dada ba ndugu bawili, ba dada bawili, alijikutana ndani ya fujo tena. A lot of family strife between those two sisters. Alijikutana ndani ya fujo ya katika hawa wa ndugu wawili. And then his favorite wife Rachel, he lost her early in childbirth. Na mnaona kusema bibi yake mwenye alipenda sana Rasheli, alikufa kwa wakati tu kidogo. At one point in Jacob's life he wrestled with God. Kwa wakati ingine tena Yakobo alipigana tena na Mungu and he would not let him go till he got a blessing. Akumwachilia aende mpaka alibarikiwa. But just like the rest of Jacob's life, he got a blessing but he also got a wound in his in his side and he was a limping for the rest of his life. Lakini kama maisha yote ya Yakobo hata kama alipata baraka lakini alivunjwa kiuno na alikuwa anahangaika maisha yake mzima. He gets 12 sons. Alipata watoto 12 wanaume, but there is hatred among them. Lakini walikuwa na 
And he spent 22 years grieving over his favorite son whom he believed to have died. You know, being Jacob wasn't easy. And even though this story has a happy ending, it's been a rough journey. Hata kama hii hadithi iko na mwisho mzuri lakini safari ya hii maisha yao watu ilikuwa mbaya sana. He's gotten everything he's grabbed for but he's gotten a lot of trouble with it. Alipata yoyote nilipenda lakini alipata tena magumu mingi ndani ya jivinyo alipenda. I want to teach you a very important lesson my friends listen to this. Anapenda kutufundisha kitu kimoja tusikilize. If you seek after the blessings and you clutch them hard You're going to get a blessing but you're going to get trouble with it. Ukitafuta baraka kwa nguvu, unaweza ipata lakini unaweza jikutana ndani ya magumu. But if you seek after God himself alone. Lakini ukimtafuta Mungu yeye pekee, you will get God and a blessing. Utapata Mungu na baraka. So Proverbs 10:22 says the blessing of the Lord makes rich and he adds no sorrow with it. Uh, Proverbe chapitre 10 verset 22 inasema baraka ya Mungu inafanya mtu awe mtajiri na hakuna shaka wala ole inaweza shindikizwa na baraka kutoka kwa Mungu. That's what we want, isn't it friends? Si ni baraka yenye tunapenda wa ndugu. We want the blessing of the Lord. Tunapenda baraka ya Mungu. And the best blessing of the Lord is the Lord himself. Na baraka mzuri ya kwa Mungu Because once you have the Lord you have everything. If you seek after money, you'll get money. But it won't have a blessing with it. If you if you seek after some certain goal you have, you'll probably get it. But it won't have a blessing with it. If we seek after God alone, we we get him. And then all the blessings at his right hand. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So praise the Lord. I want to come to a close here. Jacob finally dies. And this is the very end of chapter of of the book of Genesis chapter 50. Na hii inakuwa ni mwisho ya uh, kitabu ya makumi, eh, mwanzo makumi tano. And we see something very sad that happens here. Na tunaona kitu moja cha uzuni sana kinafanyika hapa. When Jacob finally died, you know the other brothers, they were still in fear. Unajua wakati Yakobo baba yao anakufa, au ndugu yake ya Yusufu walikuwa wangali paka na boga. They were afraid that Joseph was just waiting for Jacob to die and then he was going to get them all. Now that is worldly thinking. They had been acting in a worldly way and that's how they thought and that's how they expected Joseph to treat them. Walitenda mnamna ile watu wa dunia wanatendaka na walikuwa wanachungajia kusema Yakobo Yosefu naye awarudishie mabanye walimfanyizii. Now you and I know Joseph had already forgiven his brothers completely. Wena mimi tunajua kusema Yosefu alikuwa shabasamea but they doubted. Lakini So they, they sent a message to Joseph. Walituma mjumbe kwa Yusuf. 
They they didn't even want to go themselves. Hawakupenda hata kwenda wao peke. And they thought what if Joseph holds a grudge against us and pays us back for all the wrongs we did to him. Wanasema sasa nini tafanyika wakati ile Yusufu atakwenda kusimama na kupenda kulipa mabaya yatumfanizia? So they sent a messenger to, to Joseph. Na walituma mtu kwenda kwa Yusufu. Says your father left these instructions Joseph. Wanasema baba yako Yusufu aliacha maagizo kama hii. Before he died, mbele akufe. This is what you are to say to Joseph. Ni hivi tutamwambia Yusufu. I ask you to forgive your brothers the sins and wrongs they committed in treating you so badly. Na kuomba usameye wa ndugu yako kwa mabaya walikufanizia. Now please forgive the sins of the servant of God your father. Tunaomba usameye hata mtumishi wa Mungu baba yako. When Joseph got this message, you know what he did? Unajua Yusufu wakati alipata mjumbe kama alifanya nini? He began to weep. Akaanza tena kulia. He said these guys just don't get it. Anasema hawa watu hawaelewi mpaka na hapa sasa. I really have forgiven them. Mimi nilishawasamea. But they're still standing in unforgiveness. Lakini wao wanaenda wanasimama mpaka pale pa kutosamewa. Now folks, I know that many of you Maybe everyone in this room has suffered from unforgiveness. Wa najua kusema katikati yetu kama iko watu wote lakini watu wengi walikuwa nateswa kuhusu mambo yenye ile hawakusamewa. Either you have not forgiven somebody or you're afraid someone has not forgiven you. Mara zingine ni wewe au kusamea mtu wala uko na boga ya mtu mwenye ayabado kusamea. This unforgiveness keeps us bound and crippled in our life. Unajua hii kutokusamewa kunatufanya tuwe kama watu wasipo miguu ya kutembea maisha. And the the thing that's a big shame right here is even though there has been forgiveness they still lived as though there was no forgiveness. Mambo yenye inakuwa ya mbaya sana hapa ni kusema wako fazi penye walishasamewa lakini wanaisha wanaishi kama watu wenye bado hawayasamewa. And this just broke Joseph's heart. Na hii ilimhuzunisha Yusufu sana. But we're talking about finishing well here. Na hapa tunakwenda kusema kuhusu kumaliza vizuri. Joseph said to them, I have forgiven you. Na Yusufu aliwaambia kusema mimi nilishamsamea. And he says to them what God had had said through him before is that this was all for God's sake. Anawaambia kusema yote ile ilifanyika ilikuwa ni njoo ya Mungu. He said am I in the place of God? Anasema mimi niko pafazi yenye ya Mungu. You intended to harm me but God intended it for good. Mwenye mlipenda kuniumiza lakini Mungu aliuza hii kuwe mzuri juu yangu. To accomplish what is now being done. Ili tutimize yenye tunaona leo the saving of many lives. Okovu ya maisha ya watu wengi. So then don't be afraid. Kumbe hivi msiogope. I will provide for you and your children. Mie nitamipatia na hata tapatia hata na watoto wenu. And he reassured them and spoke kindly to them. Na alifika kwao na akawasungumzia na ustare wote. Now brothers and sisters. Sasa ndugu na wadada, this is how we live our lives. Hii ni namna yetu tunaishi maisha yetu. So many times like Joseph's brothers. Kila wakati sasa wa ndugu ya Yusufu. God has forgiven us but we still don't really believe it. Mungu alishatusamea lakini bado hatuaminii. And we keep living our lives in a way to where we try to earn his forgiveness. Tunaendelea kuishi maisha sasa kama bado hatuyasamewa. 
So I just want to speak to you now in the name of Jesus. God has forgiven you. Be forgiven. Receive his forgiveness. Forgive others. Na wewe samea watu wengine. Do not hold on to unforgiveness. Usichunge watu bila kuwasamea. In the name of Jesus. Jina la Yesu Kristo. Do you receive that? Napokea hayo. Can you say amen? Sema amina. Amen. God bless you church. Na Mungu ambariki kanisa. I'm so glad that we've been able to do this story of Joseph together. Niko na furaha kwa jinsi tulipata bahati ya kusomozea hadithi ya Yusufu pamoja. I hope you have learned how to take some steps in your own life as from Joseph's example. Naamini kusema ndani ya hii hadithi ya Yusufu mlipata mafundisho fulani ya kutumia mumaisha yenye Mungu naishi. Because we have something Joseph doesn't even have. Kwa jinsi tuko na kitu kyenye Yusufu ana. Jesus from the cross kept saying, "Father, forgive them because they don't know what they're doing." Yesu kule msalaba alikuwa analia kusema, "Baba, uwasamee kwa ajili awajue mambo yenye wanafanya." Father, forgive them. Baba, uwasamee. Father, forgive them. Baba, uwasamee. Jesus spoke forgiveness from the cross to you and me. Yesu alisema kuhusu msamaa juu yako na juu yangu. Much greater than just Joseph and his brothers. Ilikuwa ya mkuu kuzidia ya Yusufu na wandugu yake. But because Joseph knew God, there was something that came to him that he understood and he could see God's bigger picture. Kwa jili Yusufu alikuwa na Mungu ndani yake, aliweza kuona namna kani Mungu anapenda aishi. Receive God's forgiveness today. Pokea msamaha ya Mungu leo. And secure in your heart this knowledge that you are forgiven in Jesus name. Kumbi utie ndani ya roho yako kusema ulishasamewa kwa zambi yote mujina la Yesu. Live in that freedom. Ishi ndani ya ile uhuru. Watu wote. Everybody. Let's all stand. Tusimame. Thank you Lord. Hallelujah. God we give you praise. We give you praise Lord. Kichi.